introvert. I am your host, your boy, Damon Lodge. I just want to give you a quick disclaimer of what this podcast is and what it is not. So what it is not, I'm not going to tell you a doctor where I'm here to diagnose you, treat you from any diseases or any ailments that you may have. But what it is going to be about, it's going to be about transparency. I'm going to be transparent about some things that happened in my life that caused me to be an introvert. But I want to say this also, this podcast is just not for introverts. You can be extrovert, you can be happy, sad, mad. You know this podcast is for you. We're going to talk about all kinds of topics. We're going to talk about current issues that are going on in our community. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about millionaire mindsets. It's going to be loaded. It's going to be packed. It's going to be great. So if any of those things resonate with you, tune in each and every week to the Millionaire Introvert. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Introvert. We gonna dive deep into some good topics tonight, and I got my brothers with me. The Avengers had assembled, and we're gonna uh, talk about manhood today, becoming a man, things that that we learned from our past, some of our past mistakes, and how we can train the next generation, especially because we are raising future young black men. About the mistakes that we had, but I got my people with me. I got my guy Bima in the house. Yeah. And doctor, pastor, author, etc., 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 etc. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> You're never in the building. Doc, doctor, doctor, yo. doctor. Man got more degrees than a black belt, bro. That's what I like oh, to say, man. man. <laughs> but I got my brothers. If you caught the second episode and I talked about my King's Court, so this is actually my generals in my court. You know what I'm saying? My guys that have my back. I could talk to about anything. And that's another thing. Uh, I didn't even think about this, but having a safe place as men, mm-hmm. yeah. um, having that community that we usually don't have or we don't express love towards one another, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to do that. But before we get into that, let's talk about how we grew up. How did you perceive uh, being a man or see the way to be a man growing up? Man, I'm I'm from the hood. Um, so for me, um, I perceive a, a man, especially successful, uh, was the drug dealer on the block. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he had all the he had the women, he had the car, he had the girls, he had the respect from the people on the block. So for me, that's what I perceived manhood was: um, looking good, getting women, and getting respect from other people and money. You know, so for um, that was my early um, youth interpretation of man and I heard it on all my music mm-hmm. so everything I listened to echoed what I saw so for me it was like okay my music is telling me that the TV is showing me that um, I'm seeing that in my environment so this definitely got to be it it wasn't until uh, you know I got older that I saw that the person that really was the man was my dad the one who's work who was working you know, eight, nine hours coming home, um, supporting five, six kids. Wife wasn't working, The only, working weekends at times, sometimes for side jobs, making sure the bills are paid. 
making sure food is on the, on, on the table for us. We never went without a meal. Every need that we wanted, we had. I mean, so to me, that's the man now. But especially when I was a kid, definitely it was it was it was, it was the drug dealers, man. It was the it was the guys with the flash, with the money, mm-hmm. with the girls, with the cars. That's real, man. That's real. What you got, man? It was my uncle, and this is crazy. We just you just talked about this, but yeah, my uncle was uh, he was he was the drug dealer. He was mm-hmm. a drug dealer. He was the pimp. He was the killer. You know what I'm saying? So I seen all that, man. He would do it. It was like, if somebody messing with you and they bigger than you, you pick something up, you knock them across their head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had that conversation before. <laughs> you know, but but he was the one, he was the enforcer. Like, any issues in the family, they going to him and he going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And he ain't mind getting his hands dirty. So, like, that's what I seen coming up. Like, legit. We were staying in some apartments um, when I was staying in Atlanta because he moved. He came down from Baton Rouge because he was running from a, 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 a murder charge. Mm-hmm. And we were staying in some apartments on Second Avenue, and people was coming up missing. Like legit, was like they were finding bodies at the dumpster and under the stairwells and stuff. That's crazy. And, say, bro, he him and the candy man, bro. Like for real. <laughs> Like people be thinking I'm playing, but like him and the candy man was, you know, doing their thing. And we find people like like legit dying around there, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm a little kid though, so I'm not t- putting two or two together. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, my, my uncle really was about this. Like you look at him wrong, he ready to pull the pistol out and shoot you. He was that guy. Oh, he put his hands on you, like he didn't care how he was doing it. He he put his hands on you or he used the pistol. So that's what I seen coming up, bro. Like, that's how, I, <laughs> growing up, that's, that was manhood, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to protect, you know, everybody, and you're going to be a player, and, you know what I'm saying, you ain't going to take no stuff. And, I mean, he even, I it even got to the point where I wouldn't even look people in the eyes, because if you look people in the eyes, it's a form of disrespect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's my you know, coming up. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how everybody experiences different, but the, the common thing I'm hearing in all our experiences is about the women, right? So that's the way I grew up. It was like, you need to make, to be a man, you need to have more than one woman. If yeah. you don't have two or three, you ain't a man. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? And it always, and that's how it always started. My dad used to come to me, oh, how many girlfriends you got now? Oh, one, man, son, you, you step your game up. You know what I'm saying? You need more than that. Yeah. So my parents got divorced when I was three, when I was small. So I had uncle. I had an uncle just like that also. He used to get drunk. And we, I had to box him because he was like, I got to make sure you know how to protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? He throwing real blows at me. Right. And I'm eight. You a grown-ass man. Now we, <laughs> I learned how to defend myself because of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just, I had an uncle that was like that. He was crazy, but he wanted to make sure that nobody messed with his nephew. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so I had that that part of me. Uh, it was an angle, a little violence. You know what I'm saying? But I also had the part that I saw was I need to have more than one woman to be a man. And, you know, that's something I definitely... Uh, I'm telling my son that it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that has nothing to do with making you a man. Especially when you come in here and you start having a family and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the least thing. That makes you a man. So, you know, 
and it's it's crazy. I think it has to do with the culture also, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's that's my grandfather had over thirty something kids. Jeez. You know, so it's like something my dad learned from his dad. Right. You know? I I say she's, but my grandfather had about fifteen. You know. Yeah. They used to pop off some kids back in the day, yeah, boy. Man. And that's <laughs> and if we being honest, that was the fifteen that we knew was, about. We knew about. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. It's crazy. Man, I, I would I would, I would say this, man. I had a, a real conversation with my dad because he, I wasn't, I I didn't, I wasn't raised up with my dad. I come to Baton Rouge and you know we I spent the summer with him. Uh, but I, like just day to day, I wasn't raised up with my dad, but I'm an illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. And me and him had a conversation. He was like, every female who said they love him, he loved him. But that's because he had abandoned issue, uh, abandoned, abandonment issues uh, um, with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like any female who would say, I love you, he legit was had feelings for. Mm-hmm. So it was like crazy. I was like, man, you know, it's crazy that he have abandonment issues with his mom and I have abandonment issues with him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how the cycle keep on going. Correct. Right. Right. Cycle just keep reproducing itself. So what's some of the things, some of the, you know, let's get real with some of the people. What's some of the mistakes that you made growing up? Like in becoming a man. Man, I think you hit one on the head. I was a strange womanizer. Mm-hmm. Like, I used, um, because of my insecurities and because I felt um, I wasn't attractive or when I, was in, um, when I was in high school, by the time I got out of high school and, and college, I, I had to prove my masculinity. And I mm-hmm. proved it through uh, multiple women, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one of the mistakes I definitely made. I broke a lot of women heart, um, mm-hmm. just simply based on my insecurities, simply based on me not realizing that, yo, I don't need all of these women to justify or prove who I am or mm-hmm. how cool I am or how fly I am. That's definitely would be one thing I can definitely say that I, I, I regret, you yeah. know, uh, just because it, Brings a lot of heartache, bro. Mm-hmm. Not just to you, but just to the people that you attach to. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one um, that comes to mind quickly. Another one would be, man, um, not be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a regret I have. I feel I feel like I did a lot of things I did. I didn't do naturally based on me wanting to do. But I was kind of peer pressured into those things. Because I wanted to please other people, like I did some foolish stuff from 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 shootouts to mm-hmm. to robberies, you know. And and, 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 and y'all hear this, y'all say, "Oh, Pastor, you absolutely." <laughs> um, <laughs> they probably say, "Pastor, you about that iron boy." <laughs> um, but I mean, a lot of those things were done based on peer pressure. That wasn't really my personality. Mm-hmm. But because I ran with a crowd that did that, then I took on those attributes. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely, definitely, uh, those are things that I definitely regret. That's some. There's a, there's a, there's a, a list. A list. <laughs> a list <though. laughs> That's a list. Um, 
for me, I was kind of the opposite. I kind of, I pushed people away. Um, I I would I would hold on to the people that that I knew were loyal, mm-hmm. or what I would say were loyal, but I would push other people away. Um, so that kind of made the um, the way that I'm kind of I, I I am now where people look say that I don't look like I'm welcoming because mm-hmm. I would shut down and I would kind of push people away or I would seem like I'm the 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 tough guy. Now, you know, I wasn't no <laughs> I wasn't no pushover, but I wasn't as tough as people thought I am. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's because I, I, I rather not get hurt. Yeah. So yeah. I kinda choose who I want to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I I you know, I would you know, mess with the females, but if I choose the uh girlfriend, then she my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I ain't really messing with nobody else because you was the loyal one. And if you show me that you're not loyal, then I push you away. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just kind of how I was. I, I would hold on to the people that I, you know, um, deemed to be loyal. But of course, I would test them. Yeah. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. tell them because you I'm just not gonna let anybody come in my space. Yeah. Cause I wanna protect my space. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I feel like too many people let me down. Yeah. So I would push you away if I ain't feel like you was loyal to me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, man. You know, with me it was the same way I used my insecurities as justification to do things, right? Mm-hmm. So if it came to, to having multiple women, I didn't feel that way about myself. I was a chubby kid growing up, right? So yeah. I wouldn't get no play anyway. Yeah. And then when, when I hit my growth spurt and started slimming up, the girl started paying attention. I'm like, man, I'm getting all this attention now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was just going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Then too. on a football team, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Mawelde played when I was at Bella. Mawelde Moore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. ended up playing for them Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think he got a ring with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, <laughs> just hanging in the entourage. And the girls going crazy for Mawelde. I get the leftovers. <laughs> you know, that's just yeah. the way I saw it. But then using that insecurity, like like you said also, to please people that you get in these uh, situations of peer pressure and things like that. And, and the next thing you know, you're fighting. Next thing you know, you're shooting. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just... A cycle of being validated by people, especially like I said, my parents got divorced young, so um, I didn't have that validation of a man, right? I had validation from my peers and my friends. Yeah. So I was who they wanted me to be, instead of being my own person or having my own opinions or my own feelings. I just wanted to be loved, pretty much, right? Yeah. And use those things to be loved, which is crazy. So you know, that's something that. That I, I I tell my son all the time that I love him and I'm proud of him because I don't want him to get justified from anybody else, but I, but, yeah. but us, you know what I'm saying? But the minutes in his life, these other cats in these streets, man, who say to your friends, I'm like y'all ain't gonna be friends forever. And I this I, I tell my son this all the time. I said uh, I know I, I told you this be when we talk. I tell him I said, but you can't be half gangster because yeah. you're gonna get to a situation where somebody really gonna test you. Yeah, and it comes to that that. I don't persuade that I'm trying to be hard or say that I'm this gangster person and I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Right. If something happened, I deal with it. But I don't go out there being I'm the biggest, I'm the baddest, I'm the toughest guy out there because 
somebody gonna test you. Right. <laughs> he might not leak that test. Yeah. He might not even pass that test. Right. But with every action comes a, a consequence and a reaction. So if you do violence against somebody, you look, you gonna have to take that charge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And especially as a black man, you know they already say we violent. They already say we this, and they say they say we that. So we have to be particular in how we handle things and how we how we go about day to day. So uh, another question I got, right? So what does God say about being a man, about being a father, either one? Well, the first thing he did was if, we, if you have to go back to why he established man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So in order to understand what God says about man, you got to understand why he created man. So the first thing we know is God created man in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, and he created him in his image and likeness. And he then gives him a dominion, which is exercise authority, and basically says, I give you dominion over everything on the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And then he creates women, right? Created a woman for him, mm-hmm. who is his helpmate. And he says, this is the task I want you to do. Both of you multiply and subdue the earth. Mm-hmm. So that is why man was created. Now, what God says man was is multiple things. But the most important thing you need to know about what God says man was is you are in his image and his likeness. Your identity is based on God and not anything else. So if I was to say to answer your question, what does God say man was him? Mm-hmm. You have his DNA. Mm-hmm. You have his image and his likeness. You are dis- you are created to display him in this earth. So that what it was man from a kingdom standpoint is. That's a kingdom man. Um, anything else outside of that? And now, if you want to know. Who is God? And of course, you have to dig into the word. And of course, mm-hmm. if you want to be more in detail, dig into the gospels, right? To understand who, what the, the son of man and the son of God did and displayed who his father was. Because Jesus tells you, I do everything my father does. Mm-hmm. And I say everything my father tells me to say. So if you want to know what, a, what man is, then you follow the footsteps of Christ, right? Yeah. You follow his image and what he did and his dis- depiction from a biblical standpoint. That's good. Like preaching, preaching on a podcast. But look, that, that that's good because, you know, I you got older siblings. I do. You got older siblings? Yes, I do. But, you know, with me, I was like my brother. I wanted to be like my brother, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be cool like my brother. It's the same way in Christ. I want to be like my brother, my big brother Jesus, right? So I want to follow his footsteps. I want to do what he did and and live the life that he lived. So, you know, with that, you know, with Jesus is royalty, that means we are royalty, right? So we have yeah. to have that type of mindset, especially when it comes to being a man. Not saying that I wanna, when you say with the men, I'm not trying to rule over people or things right. like that, but I'm ruling over my environment. I'm ruling over my my day-to-day situation. I'm, I'm ruling over these circumstances that's happening. You know, even in this pandemic that we're in right now, you know, you can change your mindset of how you're dealing with this, you know, and, you know, I'm not telling people how to grieve or how to how to how to even act in this pandemic. But when it comes to me, I have a mindset to where it's not going to affect me physically or mentally. But that's just the way that I am. So, Beam, I got a question for you, bro. 
What it means to be a husband? What um, is up your alley, though? What it means to be a husband? Yeah. Man, look. It, it means to be the protector, bro. It, mm-hmm. first, but, but first and foremost, to be a husband, you, you have to have an ear for what God is saying and speaking over your family because you have to bring that to your wife mm-hmm. your son or your kids so you first and foremost have to be obedient and you have to follow Christ and you have to be sensitive to his spirit so that you can follow him and they can follow you as you follow him mm-hmm. so that's that's what a husband is but you know um, like I said also being that protector Yes. Make, making sure that your your wife and your kids um, feel um, secure. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's in all facets. That's not just physically, but that's mentally and that's spiritually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, I mean, again, I'm going to just reiterate <laughs> following God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you can be a husband properly if you're not following him. Um so yeah, like Yeah. Following God, letting God lead. Yeah. You know, that's that's another thing that's crucial too that uh, a lot of men uh, don't see. A lot of in my relationship it used to be reversed, right? Yeah. My wife was the one that was going to church, my wife was the one doing this and doing that. So, you know, our household was out of order in that aspect of it. So once I started building my own relationship with God, it put me back in right standing in my household. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I can actually lead my family the way that God wants me to lead the family, which is, which is uh, you know, it's the way that you have to be, you know? And a lot of, a lot of men are operating that way, which is, it's crazy that, you know, they let their flesh or they let their outside influences tell them how to deal with their household and not God or the Holy Spirit. Uh, so the last question, right? We are raising our next generation of, of young black men, right? Yeah. So what are some of the things you want them, you want to teach them or you want them to inherit from you? Whether it's like personality-wise, mm-hmm. some teachings that you want them to have, you know what I'm saying? Just like you, your whole podcast, the Don't Take Wooden Nickels, is something that you inherit from your dad, right? Right, exactly. So like, what, what would you want to pass down to your son? Um, I, 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 I quote the words of Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 if they never see or do anything I do, I will want them to follow Christ as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Period. Because yeah. he will never lead you wrong. I may lead you wrong as a dad. Mm-hmm. I know like as parents, we try to, uh, you know, um, we try to, you know, exemplify great parenting skills, whatever, mm-hmm. but we fail at that at times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But God will never let you down if you have faith in it. Mm-hmm. So I always tell it to my, my sons, especially my oldest, since he has he's getting older, his understanding is, is greater. So I always tell him, son, dad is gonna fail you sometimes. Dad ain't gonna do everything perfect. Dad won't say everything perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't hold me to that standard. Because I won't. But what I will promise you is, I know someone who will. Mm-hmm. And what I want you to see more than anything is your relationship, my relationship with God. 
and how I, in my hardest moments, cling to him, mm-hmm. trust in him. In my greatest moments, cling to him, trust to him, and see him work through me. Yeah. If you never see me do anything else, study that and mimic that because that will never let you down. A relationship with him will never let you down. That's good, man. That's <laughs> real good. That's it, man. You got anything to add to that, dude? Man, look, I'm going to tell y'all this. Listen to me quick. Rewind <laughs> that and go back and listen to the man of God. Yeah. And what he said, okay? Man, it's good. And what I'm going to add, what I'm going to add to that is, what I do is I tell my son I love him and I try to pour into him that love and that security mm-hmm. and that, um, you know, that assurance so that he won't feel like I did when I was coming up. Yeah. I want him to, you know, I want him to, you know, be strong and um what's the word I'm looking for? I want him to be sure of himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be able to do whatever he feel like he can put his mind to that he can do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's already smart and intelligent. Um I keep pushing that but I also keep letting him know I love you son. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna be there for you son. Whatever you need, I'm here. But yeah. I also let him know God love you. God gonna love you more than daddy love you. God mm-hmm. gonna love you more yeah. than mama love you. Yeah. God is gonna be there when we're not gonna be there. And you know, just let him understand those things. Um, I want him to have the security to my insecurities. Mm-hmm. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. I you know I know he's gonna probably you know grow up with. Maybe some insecurities. I just don't want his. All do, yeah. Right. I just don't want his insecurities to be the ones that I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Man, those both some good points, man. I'm I'm the same way too. I want I want him to not have the same struggles that I had. Yeah. Have the same things that I that I deal with. It's like having a mentor, right? They give you pretty much a shortcut to to success. So I want to give him the shortcut to to business. You know, it's really no shortcuts in Christ because this is a long journey you're gonna do throughout your life. And you know, just like the show, I mean, we all human. We all make mistakes, but you know, the Father forgives us, and you know. That grace is nothing that you, it's something that you can't take for granted. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you don't have to work for it. It's given to us freely, but you can't use that to do bad. You know what I'm saying? Like oh God gonna forgive me, so I'm gonna yeah, go out there and rob somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God gonna forgive me because I'm gonna go out here and just you know sleep with all these women. You know what I'm saying? So it is about that grace that He see me showing my wife. Yeah. I see the grace that I'm showing them when yeah. they mess up. You know what I'm saying? So. I think we all have that mindset that we're trying to lead as an example uh, of what God sees as a father. But, you know, this is it, man. This is another episode. You got something? Yeah. Let me say one more thing, man. Set set your kids up financially. Oh, yeah. Set them up financially because what what my parents haven't done is set me up for success financially. And I'm doing that now for Ethan. And we have to start doing that for our family. When you say set them up financially, what do you mean? As far as like with um like with credit. Like even with when Just we leave here having it. yeah. Um leaving when we leave here having uh 
you know, money or land or anything that they can build upon. I get you okay. Right. Build upon for their life. Yeah. So they can, you know, inheritance. Mm-hmm. You know, set them up with, with an inheritance. Even if it's a little one, let's, you know, start it and teach them how to so that they can build and let's start accumulating. Because yeah. I, I can tell you now, I know um, my, my dad may have, mm-hmm. but my mom may have not. Mm-hmm. Or she may not have as much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's because they didn't have it. anybody give them anything, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So let's start that so we can start building. Yeah, you gotta you gotta break down that that stronghold, man, because yeah. that that's a whole other podcast <laughs> for a whole other day. Because you gotta right. talk about oppression from the past, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. About <laughs> you gotta talk about so much stuff, right. man. I, and we'll have to do that one later, but yeah, about leaving an inheritance. And we, you know, I had the, the podcast, what I did with Pastor Mike Carter, we talked about uh, sowing and reaping, we talked about leaving an inheritance and all that. So right. if you didn't check that one out, go check it out, and we're going to have to do another one about about uh, how we can set up the next generation. Um, you know, now, things we can start doing now for we can teach them about finances, we can teach them about credit, we can teach them about uh, having your own business. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know anybody back in the day that had a business, especially right. a black man. man. <laughs> and now we we got one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all got. You got your ghost. You got your J Crew. <laughs> you yes, know what sir. I'm saying? You got the man yes, introvert. Yes, so we already having something that we gonna establish, establish, and pass that down yep. to our generations, man. Love but it. this has been fun, man. I appreciate every every time we get to chop it up together. Um, they're gonna get a lot more of these when the Avengers podcast start getting released. But yes. then your boy, me and that introvert, and then I got my guys with me. Bing is your <laughs> peace, man. Love y'all. Thank you for tuning in to this week of the Millionaire Introvert. I am your host, your boy, Damon Lodge. But I do need a little feedback from you. Just tell me how I'm doing on this podcast. Are you enjoying them? Are you not enjoying them? What you like, what you don't like. And also share, share, share. And we'll see you next week, next Friday on the Millionaire Introvert.